Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to this message from Awaken Church Canberra. We hope this word stirs your faith and gives you perspective on how God is moving in your world. <laughs> I'm not going to dance, that's for sure. Dancing for three hours, man. Morning. Turn to someone and say, you look fantastic. Now you just turn to someone that you knew. Now turn to someone behind you, if possible. There's no one there, I know, I know, I know. It's a great way to meet people. Well, it is so good to be with you. As you heard, it's our last Sunday in the area of teaching on Awaken. Uh, Next month we start a new teaching series called Arise as we lead towards Easter. And uh, it's going to be an exciting time. Uh, We've got a lot of things in plan for Easter this year uh, for the church. And so I want to encourage you to be a part of that. On Sunday night of Easter, we're showing a movie, uh, which we would love you to invite friends to. We're going to have invitation cards for you uh, coming up very soon that you can hand out to people. Uh, But we're going to be watching The Case for Christ. Uh, Some of you may have read the book, Lee Strobel. Maybe some of you saw the movie, but that's what we're going to be showing. So if you want people to come and hear that presentation, then we would love to have you be a part of that. So stay tuned. I am also very excited about the launch tonight. Uh, It means that we are moving forward, we're doing things, we're taking new ground, like Matt said. So if you're around and you're looking to come again, if you're here this morning, please come back six o'clock tonight as we just get behind what is happening in the life of the church. So you've now got two options for church, which is a great, great thing. Well, Awaken, we uh, obviously launched the church with that name. Uh, This is just a series to sort of step into that, to talk about it. We've looked at three areas already, the individual. We've looked at awakening families and awakening the church last week. Uh, I heard Sally done a great job and uh, preached up a storm, so that's fantastic. So I get to finish it off, and today we're going to talk about the city, awakening the city. One, One of the reasons I love that last song is because we need a move of God. Like, like I, I, seriously, we need a move of God. Like, there's never been a time in history that we've needed a more, a, a greater move of God than we do right now. And, uh, you know, it's important that we understand that the move of God happens here first. This is where the move happens. You know, a lot of people want revival. They talk about revival in the city, but you can only revive something that had life in it before. So revival actually is talking about the church because if you're an unsaved person, unchurched person, you actually haven't been saved before so you can't be revived from something you have experienced. Are you keeping up with that? So revival happens here. You and I need to be stirred by the Holy Spirit. You and I need a passion for the things of God. You and I have to be dedicated to seeing a move And uh, we're all, you know, over time we can become lethargic in our Christianity. But I believe the Holy Spirit is in a season uh, in our churches where He is trying to stir us up. Stir us up to believe for a move of the Spirit. Stir us up to believe for a move of God where we do see miracles, where we see great things happening. It is possible. How many agree with that? God is not dead. The God that we serve is alive. He's not wooden. 
He's not metal. He does speak to us. He's alive today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The miracles that have occurred in the past can happen today. And we have to remain in that place of faith. We have to keep pushing ourselves into that area. We need to keep pushing back unbelief to allow belief. This nation is rampant with unbelief, with sarcasm, with, with all the things that would hold back miracles. And so we need to, as a church, create an atmosphere of belief. We, you and I create the atmosphere. And uh, I've probably talked about that here before, but you know, when you step into a room, you can feel an atmosphere. You step into something. Now you can choose to come under the atmosphere and be affected by it, or you can choose to take dominion over the atmosphere. You can decide that this is going to be a church, even though outside of these walls there may be unbelief all over the city, but within these walls, we're gonna believe for a move of the Spirit. That, that's gotta be in the heartbeat. Um, otherwise, we're just gonna do church till Jesus comes back, and we're gonna have a really good time singing and holding hands together, but we're not actually gonna see anything happen. I want to actually pass on something to the next generation of the move of God. I want our young people to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. I want our children to experience the move of the Spirit for them at their, their, their level where they are. But we have to continue to believe together. It's not about me believing or just a few of the leadership or a few passionate people. It's about the entire church believing for a move of the Spirit. We have to band together in faith. We have to come every Sunday in expectation that something's gonna happen here this morning. Did we come expecting or did we just believe it was gonna be another Sunday service? Do we actually believe that this morning a miracle can happen in this room? That someone can be miraculously healed? That someone in this room can be miraculously set free from addiction? Do we believe that those things can happen? Do we believe that the Holy Spirit could turn up this morning and all of us could end up on the floor because of the power of the Spirit? So we have to begin to believe that stuff. We, we've got to stir that up in us. As the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift of God that's within you. We have to stir each other into faith. Miracles can occur. I don't want to talk about just the past. I want to see things today. Past miracles are fantastic. I could, I could tell you for hours past miracles that I've been a part of, but I'm getting tired of talking about past miracles. I wanna talk about today's miracles. I wanna talk about how God moves today. You know, the Word says that uh, when Jesus would go into towns, that large crowds would follow Him. The Bible says that even there was a point when the whole city was gathered at the door of a home just to see the miraculous. The greatest form of marketing that's gonna affect this city is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the greatest form of marketing. It's not, it's not putting ads in in. Uh, newspapers and on television and on social media. All those things are wonderful, but the greatest move of advertising and marketing for the church is the same as it was, and that's change lives. That's a move of the Holy Spirit. I'm getting passionate this morning. Because I just feel like the Holy Spirit, right from that song, wants to stir us. Because you know, it's so easy to come in lethargic into church. It's so easy to drag in the weak. You know, some of us had a heavy week. We, we dragged that into the place and, 
and, and we just come in and we, you know, we're here, but we're not. We're disconnected and we're, we're just, you know, we're singing songs, karaoke to Jesus. We're, we're just singing, <laughs> we're just singing the words and, you know, da, 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 following the ball and singing the right songs. We even know when to lift our hands, tap our foot at the right moment. We know how to do things. We know how to do church well. But I wonder how many of us are allowing the stirring of the Holy Spirit, the passion of God. We want this church to be a passionate church for the things of God. And so it's possible. So this morning I wanna talk about the city. How do we awaken the city? I needed to start there because it's about awakening you and I first. I need awakening. I really do. I need a good shake some mornings. I need the Holy Spirit to say, come on, get the passion again for the Word. Get the passion again for prayer. Get the passion again for believing for unsaved people to come to Jesus. Get the passion again for miracles to happen in your services and, and, and within you know, what's happening. Believe, believe again for miracles outside the church. But I need a shaking of the Spirit. And uh, I'm beginning to pray and fast over the next few weeks that you and I would be shaken. So if you start to feel a shaking, blame me. Because I'm actually praying for you. I'm actually praying the Holy Spirit gets a hold of all of us and gives us a good rattle. Just to say, come on, get up again. Because we've allowed some things to affect our passion for Jesus. Passion is infectious. You know, when you meet someone who's passionate, they're infectious. doesn't matter what they're passionate about, you become inspired by their passion. And equally, we should be passionate about the things of God. We should believe for those things. And, uh, and it's incredible. So how do we awaken a city? Well, our vision statement as a church is simply this. We exist to build local churches and change communities. So our heart is not just to build the church or churches but it's actually to change communities. We believe that the church makes the difference. That the local church sitting in this part of Canberra is making a difference in the spirit. That as we've worshiped this morning, something's happened in the spirit over this city. And not only what we've been able to do, but other churches also lifting up the name of Jesus in combination is a form of spiritual warfare that our worship is affecting the heavens. It's actually making a difference. That's why we need to worship with passion and praise with passion. It shouldn't be that we need this group of people to inspire us and stir us, but really we should be doing it to them. We should be leading from the congregation. We should be coming in on the front foot and saying, you know what? It's a privilege to praise the Lord. It's a privilege to worship Jesus. And forget about how I feel because we don't, we're not dictated by our emotions. Jesus is on the throne and He's worthy of our praise and worship regardless of how we feel. That we, we worship by faith, we praise by faith, that we step through that. So we exist not just to build internally, but to also change communities. See, I am crazy enough to believe that this city can be turned by the power of God. I'm crazy enough to believe it. Maybe you're that crazy too. 
Even this week, I heard a great uh, story, well, a guy preaching, uh, talking about a move that they had in England uh, many, many years ago in a certain part of the UK, and uh, talked about how the entire village uh, had a move of the Spirit. It came out of nowhere, they were just worshipping in a small church, and all of a sudden this move happened within their town. It wasn't a large town, I think it had about 3,000 people, and they were just uh, having a normal service, but the Holy Spirit decided on this one day to just visit the place. He visited the place so powerfully that when they, uh, when they had finished worshipping, they could hear noise. They had no idea what the noise was. But when they opened the doors, there were 600 people outside. 600 people from the town had been drawn to the church. They had no idea why they were there. They were crying. They were calling. They were actually calling out for the mercy of God as the Holy Spirit moved in their hearts and they were standing around outside, standing around the church all over the building. You can imagine the welcomers thinking, oh, we don't have enough bags. (laughs) But there was a move of the Spirit that happened supernaturally that drew them. The guy then went on to say that There was only one pub that was found within this particular place that was well known. And to this day, it was closed and has never reopened. That no one wanted to go into that place again. I'm not saying alcohol is of the devil. I'm just saying to you that there was more of a hunger for God than there was for other things. That that club ended up closing. The owners became Christians through that move of the Spirit. They ended up going into the ministry. And so that club was closed and never opened again. That's a move of God. You can't calculate that. You can't, you can't put that in a run sheet Sunday morning. I can't have on our flow sheet this morning three songs and a move of the Spirit. I would love to do that this morning. But I can't actually do that. What, what brings it is a hunger for God. It's a move of the Spirit. If we're gonna see the city changed and awakened, we've gotta start speaking this way. We've gotta start believing this way. We've gotta start believing like the Welsh revival of the 1903 and four, where there was such a move of the Spirit through uh, Evan Roberts that uh, amazing things happened. Hundreds of thousands of people came to Jesus through one man and a move of the Spirit. It was an incredible thing in church history even to the point where in the coal mines, they had, to, they had to begin to close down the coal mines after a season because the, the horses that would drag the coal from the coal mines, they were used to commands that were full of swearing. This is a true thing in church history. And because the men were coming to Christ, strong coal miners, people that you would never imagine would, would bow their, name, their knee to Jesus. They were coming to Christ and instantly changing their lifestyle. And they no longer swore. So when they were commanding the, the horses to do certain things, they were not responding because they didn't understand the commands. This is true. The local courthouses in many of these Welsh towns were closed because there was no crime in the city at all. Zero percent crime through a move of the Spirit. And you may sit there and think, well, you know what? I just don't think that's possible. Anything is possible with a move of God. But we have to believe this. We have to believe that the crime in this city can can be brought 
down and if not disappear, we have to believe that the hardest of people in this city can be woken by the Spirit of God. We have to believe that God can visit this city by the power of His Spirit. We have to believe it. Otherwise, we're just doing church. And to be honest with you, I just don't wanna do church. It's so boring just doing church. I appreciate you, but we get boring after a while. But you know, this morning I wanna just be preaching and hear someone screaming in the back corner because they've just had a healing miracle. Not because of a man, but because of a move of the Spirit. That all of a sudden a miracle just happens while they're sitting, listening in faith. Bang, something happens. There was two brothers called the Jefferson brothers, again in church history, uh, early 1900s. And they would go into town halls, two brothers together, and they would preach. And before they would preach, they would hold hands together, the two brothers, and they would pray a simple prayer, like, Lord, thank you for bringing these people together. There are miracles that are needed in this place. We just And they would begin to pray. There is documented miracles of limbs growing back. You may not believe that. Of limbs, amputees that were in those meetings, when they were listening to the prayer and minding their own business, a limb would appear. I want that here. I reckon that would would wake up the meeting. But we'd still have people in the room going, I don't think so. I think it's a fake. But I tell you, the person who had the miracle would be thankful to Jesus. And we have people in this city that are desperate for a miracle. Desperate. This morning they're waking up desperate for a miracle. You may not be in that place this morning, but some people are where they've been given a diagnosis of a terminal illness, where, they, where they've got this rare situation or this desperate place and they, they don't know where to go. They've tried everything like the woman with the issue of blood. They've gone out and they've attempted and they've spent all their money and there's still no answer. The church is the answer. That's why we are in this community, to be that place where they can come and receive the miraculous power of God. But I tell you, if we just wanna do church, we're no use to people. They'll just come and hear a nice sermon. I'm not interested in just preaching nice sermons. I'm not here to tickle your minds, I'm here to instill your faith, to inspire us all to believe God for the miraculous. How many are feeling a little bit stirred? Please tell me you are. You know, I'm about to explode on the stage here. It's just just amazing what God can do. It's amazing. I may have told you this story before. I'm I'm just sharing these with you just to stir your faith, to believe. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago. I was in the Philippines and I was was in a meeting and I was just praying for people. And and this young girl came out. And forgive me if I have shared it, but this, this young girl came with her mother and sister and they came out on the altar call. As this young girl was coming, she was about nine years of age. She was walking out. The Lord said to me, I'm gonna take her to heaven. I thought, oh, she's gonna die. This is gonna look good. Traveling minister, great faith, kills woman. He said, don't be alarmed. He just put this word in my heart. Don't be alarmed, but she's gonna visit heaven. I was like, oh, I don't know what that meant. I had no idea what he was talking about. So she came out, normal little girl, stood there, her mum's there, pastor, would you mind praying for my daughter? I said, yeah, no problem. So I just laid my hands on her, just prayed, Lord, 
whatever, I can't even remember what the prayer was. She stood there for over three hours. She did not move one part of her body. Before God, I tell you the truth, she did not move. Every 10 minutes I'm checking her because I'm thinking something's not right. Her mother's saying to me, what's happening? I said, I've got no idea. She was just completely in the same position for three hours with a big smile on her face. And her mother kept coming over and saying, is she breathing? I said, I hope so. <laughs> and, and, and the whole church was gathering around, just amazed at what was happening. They're saying to me, Pastor, what's happening? I said, I, I really don't know. The only thing I can tell you is God's told me that he was gonna take her into the throne room of heaven. That's all I can tell you. I've got no idea what's happening to her. After three hours, thank God she came back to life. She just went like that. Just, and everyone was like, ah, are you okay? Yes. I said to her, I got the microphone. I said, what, what happened? She said, oh, it was beautiful. Thank you for praying for me. I said, oh, what did you see? She said, I can't tell you. I said, yes, you can. She said, no, I, I was told I'm not allowed to tell you what I saw, but just thank you for praying for me. They wanted you to know, thank you for praying for me. Three hours she was in that state. See, miraculous things can happen if we just, we just open ourselves up and have an atmosphere, an atmosphere of faith. It will awaken the city. It will awaken the city. The great Charles Finney, if you've ever read his uh, stuff, great, great preacher. Charles Finney, encourage you to have a read of some of his material at some time. But there are so many reports of Charles Finney going through towns, sitting on a train. He wouldn't even get off the train. But just his presence passing through cities, people started falling under the power of God in the streets. Just, just passing through. See, I... I I just got to keep hanging on to the fact that as I said to you in Hebrews, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. I can't just quote that to you. I've got to believe it. If he's the same yesterday, well, when I look at the life of Jesus yesterday, he, he did the miraculous. He changed cities. He, he changed lives. That was yesterday. I've got to believe he still wants to do that today. I've got to believe it. I can't go by my experience. I've got to go by the truth of God's Word. I, I've got to stir my heart to that place. And so many things try and rob us of that. None of this this morning is on my notes. Not one thing. I haven't even looked at my notes. I can just feel the Holy Spirit stirring here. I, I just feel like He wants to do something in this church this morning. I really do. It's not coincidence you're here to hear this. The Holy Spirit's trying to get a hold of you. He's trying to say the dreams that you once had, I wanna ignite them again. The things that you believe for, I want to inspire you again. Don't give up on the miraculous of God. Don't live Christianity just from an academic mind perspective, but have word and spirit have the Word of God and a move of God. That's what we need in this church. That's what I'm crying out for. 
I'm crying out that there'd be mornings that I don't even get to preach or whoever's on the roster doesn't get to preach because of the glory of the Lord. That the glory would so fill this place that you wouldn't even be able to get into this place. Even now our minds are battling, our minds get in the way, you know. Oh, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I don't think that's possible. When I first took over our youth group, uh, and again, I may have shared this, but it just comes to mind. When I took over our youth group, when I first became youth pastor, I was green. I had no idea what I'm doing. I still don't. But I had no idea. So I had 10 young people. I'd been asked to be the youth pastor of this church. I'd never heard of the apostolic church at that time. I was, I'd just come out of Hillsong Bible College and I, I, someone invited me to go and check this thing out. So I went down there and it was 10 young people. The 10 young people that were in the youth group, the youth leader's wife had ran off with one of the young people. I want you to get that. This was a disaster. Every young person, those 10 that were in the group, trusted nobody and were only there because they were church kids and their parents told them to go. So I came out of Hillsong, pumped up to take the world. So the first meeting we had, the 10 all sat on the front row, they, that was it. And I gave them a 20 page document on our vision for the next 10 years. I had no idea what I was doing. I had learnt that at Bible college for a church of a couple of thousand and here I am doing the same thing with 10 young people. They just looked at it and started laughing. I said, we're gonna do this and we're gonna take this and we're gonna you know, take the hall out and build a basketball court. And, but I had all these things and they're just looking at me, these 10 young people. Just... So I went home so disheartened. You know, no one got excited, not one kid. They just looked at me. Yeah, whatever. Actually, one kid said to me, how long are you gonna be around for? That's what he said to me. How long are you gonna be here? I went home and you know, as we do, I just started doubting everything. Doubting, did I hear from God? Should I even be doing this? Doubted Bible college, doubted everything. Just said, God, this is what have I done? These people don't want me. I don't want them. This is a recipe for disaster. No one wants each other. It's not gonna work. And out of this small, still voice came this, uh, this question. What sort of youth group do you want? It was a strange question. What sort of youth group do you want? And to me, youth groups were youth groups, so I didn't understand what the Lord's trying to tell me. What sort of youth group do you want? Well, so I started to write down some thoughts. I said, well, I definitely don't want it to be social because other people who are non-Christians can do that. I said, I want a youth group that is on fire for you. I want a group of young people that, have, that know their God and do amazing things. And I started to write all these things down. And the Lord said, well, that's what's in your heart. That's what you gotta go for. And then I said, well, how am I gonna do that, Lord? I started to pray into that. What's the strategy? And you may have heard this, but this is really what happened. He said, I want you next week to invite them to your flat. I was living in a unit. I want you to invite the 10. Don't invite them to the church. Invite them to your home, your flat. And as they're walking towards your front door, I want you to play the guitar. Now this is, like, this is like walking around Jericho. This is crazy stuff. I know three chords. And when I sing, it sounds like someone's pet getting run over. So there was nothing fancy about this method. 
There was nothing that, you know, it wasn't like angels would begin to sing. And, and the Lord said, just, just play the guitar. As they're walking up the hill, because you had to come up a grass hill, as they're coming up the hill, I want you to stand at the front door and just worship me with the guitar. And I didn't tell them this, by the way, because they wouldn't have come. So I used that other incentive called food. I said, you know, if you come to my unit, this coming Friday, uh, we're gonna have free pizza, so make sure you get there. And so all 10 were like, yeah, we'll come for that, no dramas. But don't talk about vision, one of the kids said to me. I don't want your 20 year vision thing. I said, no, 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 no. Imagine I said, but I'm gonna sing to you. No. <laughs> that would have done a lot of good. <laughs> so as they're coming up the hill, I got my guitar out, my old guitar, and I just started playing these chords. And I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. <laughs> Sounded something like that. <laughs> and I'm convinced that it must go through a Holy Spirit uh, sound monitor. How many know that? The angels are going, oh man, we can do miracles, but this is crazy. <laughs> so as they're walking up the hill, the first one comes near me and they're obviously astonished at what I'm doing. And as soon as they get near me, they fall under the power of God. The first kid just falls straight on the grass. So I just... The second kid fell over, the third kid fell over. All 10 went under the power of God. No one got anywhere near the unit. I can play this morning if you'd like me to. <laughs> After a while, they all got up, they came in. They asked, what was that? What happened to us? So for the next 20 minutes, I shared about the power of God, the Holy Spirit. They said, we want more of that. I said, we're gonna do this again next week. The week after, instead of 10, there was now 35. They brought friends from school and said, you gotta hear this guy play the guitar. Because <laughs> when he plays, weird stuff happens. So I make a second gig. I'm out the front. I'd like to tell you that I have a whole lot of new songs, but I didn't, they were the same. <laughs> and so they're coming up, I'm playing. Oh, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. 34 of them went over under the power of God, one stood. So then I really put in a different chord <laughs> and that one went over, so all 35. <laughs> we ended up getting to about 45 people in my unit all through the power of God. The funniest thing was the guy who was upstairs who owned the unit was a house, double story. He was a Yugoslav guy non-Christian, so one day I get a knock on the door. So I went to the door and here he is. He said, excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, yeah, he said, I don't like what you're doing downstairs. I said, sorry, he said, all the drunk people. <laughs> this is true. He said, every Friday night, you're down there, up, 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 and then all falling, all over the grass and this and that, I don't like it. If you wanna have a party, do it somewhere else. And I'm trying to describe to him what's happening. I said, it's actually the power of God. Oh, call it what you want. I call it grog. <laughs> Man, our youth ministry grew to 150. And every one of them had a move of God, personal. 
it became just, it just became a move of the Spirit. They were getting saved. One night they came in, they had a guy from school, because they used to go to school and say, come to youth group, you'll get healed. They, just absolute faith. It was an atmosphere of faith, expectation. So this guy walks in with a full leg cast. He was a footy player. Comes in on crutches. They brought him from school. I'll never forget. Big guy. Comes in. And his mates brought him over to him. And they said, oh, this is such as a, uh, you got to heal his leg. We told him at school, 100% guarantee. <laughs> I'm going, oh my gosh. I said, how bad? And he says, three places. Fractured in three areas. He had a motorbike accident, three, a motocross. Three places, I said, oh, okay. So here I am, man of faith, I chicken out. I'm gonna be honest, I chickened. So I said to the guys who brought him, you guys can pray. And they went, really? I said, yeah, they said, yes. So they all just swamp him, lay hands on this guy, I'll never forget. They've all got legs, arms around his leg and, oh, Jesus! How do we do it, Scott? So I'd say, just pray this. Okay, Jesus. Anyway, that was it, never heard anymore. We're in the middle of a worship session with all these young people and all of a sudden this guy with the cast, he brings out the cast in two pieces. And I'm freaking out thinking, oh my gosh. And he comes up and he says, can I I have the microphone? I said, yeah, sure. So he stands up, he says, everyone just wanna thank you for praying, eh? Um, This is me cast, I cut it off in the kitchen. I found a pair of scissors in the kitchen in the church there and, and because you guys prayed and my mates told me that it gets healed like that, then I just cut it off because I don't want to wear it anymore. It's really uncomfortable. So I just cut it off. So here's the cast. I don't know where to put it. Is there a bin here? Or? So I grabbed the mic. I said, is there any pain? He said, no. He started running around the auditorium. Completely healed. Completely healed. I'm telling you this to stir us. Miracles can happen. And we've just got to reach out and take them. We've just got to by faith, believe for them, speak to them. We can't stop believing for this stuff. If I had the time, I was gonna preach to you today. About Ezekiel and about standing in the gap. That you and I stand in the gap for the unchurched people. But honestly, the Holy Spirit drew me this morning to say, it's got to start here. It's got to be here that we awaken and and it will permeate from this building. People will be drawn miraculously to what God is doing here. You know, so many people fly overseas for a move of God. Oh, this is happening, so I'm going to fly over and go to that move of God. Let me say something. How about we get a move here? It's actually cheaper for you if we have it here. It's cheaper, you'll save a lot of money. So we don't have to believe for the miraculous in other countries and other places. We can actually believe together for the miraculous of God. And God can use you. He can move through you. But you gotta have that hunger. It's the hunger that says, Lord, I want more. I'm not satisfied. I want more of your presence. I want more of your word. I want more prayer. Lord, I need more. I'm just content. I don't want to be content. I don't want to just be happy with where I'm at. There's so much more that you want to let me see and do and be a part of. I don't want to just stop. But I want to keep stirring my spirit to believe.
to believe that I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, that I can lead someone to Jesus, that in our Sunday meetings, you know, our Sunday should be that we've got no idea what's gonna happen. That's how Sunday should be. We should turn up on Sundays and say, oh Lord, we're ready for an adventure. We don't know what's gonna happen in this place. We may just be singing one morning and the glory of God fills this place and all of us are on our knees just worshipping. And even the people with bad knees are on their knees because they just had a miracle. We should believe God that people are getting saved in the car park. That even when they get out of the car, the glory of God hits them. And they just say, man, I don't know what that is. What is that? People driving past, all these cars that go past this building every day, the glory of God touches them as they go past. And they're drawn by the Spirit. I've got to go to church. I don't know why, I just feel led. I've got to go to church. I've got to get in that building. I don't know what it is. That's what changes the city. Lord, I want more of You. I want more of You. I want to be stirred, Lord. I want to be stirred by Your Spirit. I need You. Lord, I need You. I need You. This has been another great message from Awaken Church Canberra. We'd love to see you at one of our locations soon. 